0: different ways need to do to be successful exactly so what you can do is make sure on the back end that you're dedicating time and effort to build that capital then as you're doing that work twice three times as hard as everyone else to then learn about these other markets stay very micro-focused
1: welcome back to young smart money with me your host apple crater today we're sitting down with ricky Gutierrez. this guy is doing some massive things in the stock market trading space along with some other different areas that i'm super stoked for him to share with you guys today so Ricky is somebody who's been on my radar for about two years now. I've been consuming his content for a while. Really admire this dude. He's really blown up on YouTube. Lately just crossed 500,000 subscribers. So, this guy's reaching a lot of people with his message. He has the largest Facebook group when it comes to stock market trading with over 200,000 people, Um, and he's impacting hundreds of thousands of people literally every single day, um, teaching them how to change their lives forever uh, with trading. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Ricky on to the podcast. Again, it was super cool to sit down with him, um, get to know this dude a lot better. So I'm super stoked to allow him to share his story with you guys, the work ethic, the determination, and the exact step-by-step blueprint that took him from where he was um, only about a few years ago to where he's at now, the team that he has built and the amazing, amazing things that he is currently working on. So without further ado, let's welcome Ricky Gutierrez on to young smart money wherever you're at if you're commuting to work if you're at the gym i want you guys to sit back relax plug in and enjoy this episode of the podcast all right ricky welcome to young smart money how are you doing today doing good doing good it's a pleasure to have you here. So, Ricky, in the intro for this episode, our listeners got to hear a little bit about you, what you're currently working on. Um, but for those of them that aren't as familiar with you, what you're currently doing, give us like a 60 to 90 second intro as to uh, what Ricky Gutierrez is up to right now.
0: So, I'm mainly known for trading in the stock market, we run the largest YouTube channel and the largest private Facebook group for those who trade in the stock market. Uh, now we're trying to establish more like um, in-person kind of experiences. So one of the things that me and my team are working on this year is working on a TechBud Solutions headquarters, meaning that we're going to offer a free location for people to be able to come and dock up their computers and surround themselves with other motivated traders within the area. Uh, so that's something that we want to do in efforts like give back and to also provide, you know, a self kind of like networking environment, especially since there's such a strong
1: uh, college, you
0: know, base here in
1: Arizona where I'm located. Absolutely, man. Super cool. So I like to start all the episodes off um, sort of flashing back in time to your early upbringing, talking about like your middle school, high school years, just because we do have a younger listener base here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about that time period for you. Were you getting interested in entrepreneurship? Were you into school? Were you into sports? What did that time period look like for you? So, uh, I was only into sports because, like, my parents made me play baseball and stuff like sure. that, so I wasn't
0: ever a huge sports person. Uh, one of the things that I did uh, really well in is, uh, well, I used to skateboard, so that's okay. something that not a lot of people know about my, uh, not, not, that's something that not a lot of people know of me, uh, that's not something that a lot of people <laughs> know about me, I don't know if this is, like, better. I got an editor, don't Okay. not worry about it. <laughs> um, uh, But yeah, I skateboarded for, like, four to five years, and that was actually pretty decent. Um but while i was doing that i was always someone that was like very um just obsessed about the idea of being able to like make money off of like either a service or a product that you can buy and resell uh, so I remember at a very early age, um, my brother opened up a dealership, and I would go and you know sell like, Gatorades that I would buy at Costco, kind of like everyone else. I feel like everyone as they grew up, if you're um, you know, even in the smallest form an entrepreneur, like you know selling lemonade and stuff like that, like being able to make something or buy something and then uh, in bulk and be able to sell it for a lower price. When I really started to see this kick off was when I was around like 13 or 14, I started kind of like my first so-called company. Um, I made little fingerboards, which are like little tech decks. Yeah. Um, I would make make them um, I saw people doing them online uh, started to sell them online uh, made a couple videos on YouTube about it and build a small following I just saw that there's a huge kind of just like outlier from uh, those that were selling those like quality fingerboards yeah. like 40 to 50 dollars for the deck wow and I try to offer it for 10 to 15 dollars so a much more affordable um, option and it was picking up some traction but um, over time uh, I started seeing that um, the, the, the thing that I was doing like also was like Buying and selling stuff online, uh, and I grew a huge passion for like learning how to trade. Uh, hmm. But uh, trading the stock market didn't actually pick up just because there was a huge learning curve of me trying to learn from my uh, by myself. Yeah. But one of the things that I think that um, if there's anything that I can like congratulate or pat myself in the back on is not that I'm any smarter or any better than anybody else, uh, but I'm very consistent and I'm very self-driven. So I just knew that you know there was a way to make money off of any market, right? Like crypto, like regardless of what the market is um, I am a true believer that someone's making money in it right it's just figuring out how to do it uh, and I knew that if I didn't like discourage myself and I wasn't so obsessed about the monetary aspect in the very beginning um, and was just self-driven because I had a passion for it uh, then ultimately that's what I think pushed me to be now where it is that I am today so today I closed a little bit over $2,600 profit and it's crazy to think that like uh, when I was first learning how to trade, either losing money, breaking even, or just paper trading. Um, now trading with real money, that I'm able
1: to do something like this. Absolutely. So when when was it for you that you like really honed in on your true passion? Like like when did you know like this was the thing? Like was there a moment for you? Or was it kind of like a process?
0: It, it was definitely. It was there was no like oh like aha moment. Or anything sure. Like that I think the most like. Pinnacle moment of when I made a smart like investment decision is I was someone that um, when, when it comes down to my upbringing uh, both of my parents are from Mexico okay. uh, both immigrants came on over here My mom is a stay-at-home mom super hard worker, right? Yeah, and my dad was someone that laid down tile. I would go with him um, on the weekends from I know a lot of people that especially if you're like a minority I feel like um, when it comes down to like the weekends and stuff like that that was something that was always kind of dedicated to working with like my dad or whatever it is that he had planned for me. Hmm. And he would just always remind me that if I didn't want to do this for the rest of my life, that I had to do well in school. And I was a true believer in that. Uh, I was someone that did okay in school. I didn't excel, I didn't do bad. Um, but I didn't have to work very hard in that. Uh, when it came down to, you know, uh, really excelling in, like, saving money, I, I can honestly say nothing I do is special. I was saving money, I was super frugal, and I was just working a little bit harder than the average person. Um, so when it came down to, oh, like I was saying, like, I'm not any smarter or anything like that, I, I wasn't I wasn't anything special, I was just someone that was, like, brought up and, and being, um, you know, like, very frugal uh and when it came down to that i felt like i didn't necessarily um do anything special i just saved a lot of my money and i worked a little bit harder than i think the people within my age bracket Um, and that's what led me to like when i was 20 i would say the the number one like pinnacle moment like the best investment decision leading up to that was buying my house at age 20 I, i moved from california to arizona i dropped everything in arizona uh, I dropped everything in California, uh, moved on out here, didn't have a job, got a job within three days of moving here. I was going to the ASU Polytechnic campus, um, and then um, kind of just everything, my my whole thing, again, of being like self-driven, being consistent, regardless if I was you know told no multiple times. I was just someone that I knew the value I could provide. I knew that I had a strong work ethic, um, and that I knew I could be of service to someone. Um, and I got a job for a telecommunication store. So for those that are aware, um, if you work for any company like T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, or anything like that, especially in a sales-based, commission-based job, mm. uh, part time, uh, originally for uh, full time, I was able to bring in like a little bit over sixty thousand dollars a year. So for someone that's twenty that didn't really have any expenses when living at home, um, it was a huge amount of income because I saved all my money. And then on top of that, I was able to implement and then utilize all those funds to you know investing in cars or investing on like reselling things online or when it comes down to like trading in the stock market um, so there's so many different like in a sense like leverages that i had because of that foundation that i built for myself of trying my best to provide that stable income which then led me to when i bought my first house i kind of had to make a decision um, i called my dad and i was like Hey, I have this opportunity to buy this GTR, which I thought was a really good deal, and I was like buying and selling cars, and I was just okay. like I think I could buy this. Um, I'm, I was gonna have to buy it outright, and my dad told me that regardless of what I decided to do, that he was not going to help me regardless of, of what happened. So if I ended up buying the GTR and then I couldn't afford the insurance or I couldn't afford, like, I was living at the ASU Polytechnic campus, if I couldn't afford the rent that I was paying there, um, then again, that was going to be on me. Uh, so one of the things that he encouraged me to do, which I think was one of the best pieces of advice, it's a very simple thing. It's like, you can buy a house, right, you, uh, I already got qualified for a house, I uh, within like, honestly, four to six months, if I'm not mistaken, I got a secured credit card through Bank of America, I paid $300 security deposit, so I had a $300 credit line, didn't have any credit before, and within like, four to six months, I built my credit to about like, 710 716 around there, depending on which one they ran, and... I was able to qualify for my first house. I um, had, uh, in a sense, a little bit under a two year work history, but they were still able to run with that. Um, And then I had enough money saved that I was able to put over 10% down. Um, So I was able to leverage that. And then I was just like, okay, well do I buy the GTR or do I buy this house? And when I made the decision of buying the house, think of this, people, again, especially someone that was like super motivated, I'm a huge car guy. I could buy a GTR at age 20, and I was just like, wow, like this is what I wanna do. And it's an impulsive decision also because there's a lot of emotions driven into that. 100%. Uh, but with that simple idea of like, I think that you should buy the house first. It was a three bedroom. I live in the master. My rent uh, that I was, or my mortgage that I was going to pay was gonna be less than $1,000. Wow. Because the property or the housing prices here in Arizona are much less than in California. So this house I was buying for about $172,000 or $167,000, but then with everything it ended up being like one hundred seventy-two. dollars I was gonna have two roommates and each one was gonna pay $550. So I was going to make money off of living off of the house So pretty much living for free. I don't have the rent that I was paying at the previous house at the Polytechnic campus. I'm paying principal and interest towards my property. And all I had to do is wait a couple months to then be able to buy my GTR. And then when I decided to do that, I was like, wow, like it's like the very simple decisions of like just simply doing what a majority of the people wouldn't do is really what got me like to where it is that I am today. Uh, six months later, I wanna say six to eight months later after I bought my first house, I ended up buying my neighbor's house and then that one had four rooms. I rented all those rooms out. My mortgage was about $1,200 on that one and I was collecting over $2,500 because I was doing individual lease agreements per room and then I had four people and then the master bedroom I would upcharge a little bit more. And again, I'm not renting to random people. I was renting to students because we live within a mile of the ASU Polytechnic campus. So everything, again, there's always this form of luck, always this form of chance. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that one of the biggest pieces of advice that I would have for everyone is that, yeah, it's great to like wait for that opportunity to present itself. But you want to make sure that you're dedicating time and effort to make sure that when that opportunity does present itself that you're prepared for it. And the only reason or the only way I would have been prepared to buy that GTR or buy that house or buy any investment, right, moving on forward, is if I have the capital to take advantage of that opportunity. So if you hope to one day come across this amazing deal of this, you know, either car or this house in the more traditional aspect of that you can buy for 100,000 and sell for 200, Great, you came across it, now what? You don't you know, have the connections, you don't have the funds, and you can't do anything because you didn't dedicate uh, the time and effort to actually um, you know, do that. So after that, it was kind of just smooth sailing of like, I really understood that it was the very simple things in life that a majority of people overlook uh, that I think can get you a really um, long way with you know, just that consistent factor
1: absolutely so throughout that time were you still going to school when you were buying those properties yeah
0: so i was a full-time student a full-time worker and i was still trading and then i had a girlfriend at the time so my schedule was i would go to work five days out of the week um, and then i would go to school two days out of the week so out of the seven days i was either going to school or going to work on top of that i was still managing um, well i don't want to say managing but i still had my girlfriend (laughs) Um, i was still um, you know trading the stock market i was still investing in cars and i was still reselling stuff online um, and then on top of that just staying afloat with just being a human of what it is that I needed to do And it was my first time ever living like really on my own uh, so when it came down, I know this is like very minute, it's like first world problems, but like feeding myself. That's never something that I've had to do yeah. or um, again, I'm super blessed to have had a stay at home mom who would always have home cooked meals for me. Uh, doing my laundry, it's super <laughs> embarrassing, but I never did my laundry before I moved out. And I was like, luckily I had my girlfriend that uh, would help me with that. But um, other than that, like I was just, it wasn't even like, I wasn't even thinking about like, oh, the hustle or wow, I'm doing something that's so great. I was so focused, and this is something that I've talked about before. Um, When I talk about my girlfriend, she's my ex-girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. But I was so focused in working as hard as I could because I was so driven by the idea that I wanted to provide a foundation that, you know, both me and her can, like, build off of to start a family. I really saw her to be someone that, like, intrinsically motivated or, like, extrinsically motivated me because of, like, what I wanted to, like, build together yeah. and it was because of that. it wasn't even like oh i want to post this on instagram i didn't have a following um it wasn't because like i wanted to prove to everybody that i can make it it was just because i knew that you know i didn't want to struggle i saw that at points during the market crash uh because my dad laid down tile which has to do with like housework um it p- created a very like hostile environment which almost led to a divorce between my parents and it's because of like the 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 you know finances and I realized that I just never wanted to be in that situation nor have my kids experience that so I knew that instead of focusing on you know partying or drinking um, I was just so focused on going to school, which is what I felt like I needed to do, um, going to work, and then working, again, a little harder than everyone else to make sure that I not only stay afloat, uh, but I'm doing different things to stay uh, proactive with my investments.
1: Yeah, so clearly most college students aren't doing all the things that you were doing, so how were you able to like balance your focus, time, energy, attention, between all these different like obligations that you had going on? So. I I was someone that did very well, so I was
0: one of the top sales reps. Um, within I was working for Verizon at the time, and I got one of the awards for being uh, third in the company, uh, for overall Verizon. Wow. And um, I was I was just really good with sales in that aspect. When it comes down to of school, I can honestly say I was not an excellent student, but I was always staying afloat. So when it came down to like needing to do my homework and you know needing to attend class, I would go and do it. Uh, there was no excuses. Um, and one of the areas that I lacked in was you know being a good boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely when it came down to dedicating the proper time or effort or overall empathy, definitely wasn't there which led to us eventually breaking out. But ultimately I just saw what it is that I was building for myself after uploading a couple of videos on YouTube. I saw where uh, the people that began to follow me saw value. I uploaded a video about me buying my first house at age 20, no one cared. I bought my uh, GTR at age 21, no one really cared. Um, and then when I uploaded a couple of videos about like my biggest day at the time which was a little bit over $100 profit, Everyone just was so intrigued by that. And it wasn't that I was doing anything special. It wasn't that I was just like, I feel like the most common question I get um, on insurance when it comes down to growing a fallen is like, what can I do to grow a fallen? It wasn't, that was never my focus. Uh, when I made $150 off of YouTube and I was in a month revenue, I was just like, holy moly. Like, <laughs> they're paying me to make these videos, which I enjoy to make so much. Um, and it just came down to the idea that I made videos about things that i saw valid or obstacles that i encountered or just experiences so when it comes down to like building this facility or we have a software company which we're now developing software to make trading a little bit easier. I'm not doing anything based off of like what other people want me to do. I'm simply providing solutions based off my experience and my knowledge of what I wish either would have been in place when I first got started or what I want to use as of now and just creating those series of resources and making them available to everybody. So I think that's something that when you see someone and again I'm not comparing myself in any form to these people uh, but when it comes down to like elon musk or like amazon or anything like that i think uh, well at least uh elon when it comes down to like uh tesla and when he had like solar city right or when uh he has his uh what is it's not called uh blue origin is uh spacex his is spacex um he's simply pursuing a series of markets and niches and trying to provide solutions in areas that he's intrigued for it right mm-hmm. and he has such a huge passion for this and that's why again it's not necessarily about the money or anything of that sort it's just because you're so like intrinsically empowered um to do what it is that you can and i feel so blessed to be in a position where you know when it comes down to either in any way making trading a little bit easier for people to be able to track their trades or be able to connect with other people in the area um or having a safe location for people to meet up and and you know learn how to trade uh then so be it i know that i been blessed to be able to provide that for people and it's something that i would want for myself as well so it's kind of like a win-win right so, yeah, yeah for sure
1: so do you have any words of wisdom for the younger listeners that maybe they haven't found what that thing is that like intrinsically motivates them yet and they're still like trying to figure that out they haven't figured it out yet for themselves i think that's one of the
0: hardest parts so i think one of the most closed-ended question, most open-ended questions really that someone can ask is like what can i do to make money we get and again when you begin to, i mean you have a following but when you get to like I want to say, like, when I started hitting like over 100,000 like subscribers or 100,000 followers, I just remember getting that message so often. It's like I'm not here. I'm no one. I don't think anyone should ever be the sole decision maker of what you choose to pursue. Like when you were growing up, did you say I want to be I want to be someone that interviews people through a podcast? No. Um, did I grow up saying I wanted to be a you know a person that day trade in the stock market? No. But what we did were we. I'm a a true believer that like, you make all these different decisions in life, right? And all those decisions um, pivot you in in one direction. Hmm. Um, And one of my biggest things is that I was always someone that was proactively trying to take advantage of opportunities. Not always succeeding, but I was always trying to. And eventually, it's not that I found my calling, but I found something that I both like, and that is in my, luckily, in my um, sense, monetary reward like in the monetary aspect it's very rewarded but regardless like you know today I made 2.68 but even if I made you know $500 and that's like the max I would have made I have such a huge passion for this market that I would be okay with that and that's my biggest thing It's like so many people I think now either want to be given something or they're the now generation yeah. that you have to understand that there's nothing anybody can tell you that will directly like build a roadmap to success when you're taking a course when you're you know trying to talk to someone like what's one thing that you can tell me that will lead to my success there's nothing they can build a foundation in which you can build off of but that means that it dedicates time effort and problem solving to be able to kind of like find that solution and like build uh I don't know even how to say it, but build that little like roadmap to your success or whatever it is that you end up, um, you know, your, your empire, whatever it is that you want to call it. But my biggest thing is just don't be lazy uh, when it comes down to like, if you don't want to go to school, then make sure that if you're not going to school, because I know that's a huge, um, just a, a very common thing right oh, yeah. now is if you don't want to go to school, then make sure that your effort and your time that you're not utilizing to go to school, just like everybody else, that you don't stay behind and just hope that something, you know, Uh, lands on your up it's just not going to happen and if it does there's very few people that it's going to happen to that it's just like it's so hopeful be someone that's Mm. an action taker be someone that's empowered to make mistakes and my biggest thing is don't take advantage of any opportunity that you're not aware of and if you're not aware of that opportunity then learn the series of you know, risk involved in that. And then because now you know a little bit more about it, they will be able to make a more, in a sense, kind of like controlled, you know, investment decision based off of your general understanding of that, you know, potential investment.
1: I, I love it. So one of the things you mentioned a couple times was like once an opportunity comes your way, being able to take advantage of that. So for you, what are some of like the core pillars that our listeners um, really need to have internalized before they can start to take advantage of some of these opportunities that might come their way? So... I'm I'm someone that
0: thinks that you do need uh you didn't you do need money to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, a majority of the markets that I invest in is you either you know need capital to make more. Um, some you need less, right? was to like e-commerce is something that we're dabbling in. I guess you don't necessarily with like drop shipping, you don't need sure. so much. Uh, but again, that's just not my niche, so I don't know much about that. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes down to like investing in the stock market, investing in real estate, <laughs> investing in cars, or buying and reselling things, you need capital. So don't be someone that is going to need to ask for money or something like that. Um, I'm a jewelry room and also buy and resell and things. So it, everything from I used to buy and resell iPhones, I used to buy and resell laptops, I used to buy and resell headphones, um, anything to build capital. If you don't have money, don't make excuses, stop crying about it, make it happen. You need money. And then once you, um, this is one thing that we talk about uh, for those that are like part of our flipping wheel group, which is like investing in cars, mm-hmm. is you can work pretty much all summer, especially at a part-time job. To hopefully make two to three thousand dollars but when it comes down to learning how to buy and resell something um you can buy a car for three thousand dollars which then you can sell for four thousand or five thousand because you either understand that market you know how to negotiate and it's so mind-boggling that it literally took you um a perfect example is like weston weston's brother worked i think like a month and a half to save a thousand dollars to save because everyone has expenses and again that's something that we all have to understand saved one thousand dollars i think it was like eight hundred and Weston assisted him in buying a Ford Ranger, which then he bought for 800, didn't do any work to it. I think he just cleaned it up and then sold it for 1600 or 1500, something around that almost doubled his profit. Right. And it was within a week. And wow. it's just, again, it, it's not, you know how they say like, you know, work smart, not hard. Um, I would say, why not both? Um, If you can work hard in the very beginning to build up that capital Just make sure that when you identify a market in which that you can buy and resell I think like in the meanwhile as you're learning, you know right now There's a lot of glorified markets as in like e-commerce. I feel like that's very glorified Investing in the stock market when it comes down to like Amazon FBA regardless of what it is Everything is going to take time to learn how to do consistently and successfully There's not going to be one perfect. No, there's no course out there There's nothing that will show you exactly what it is that you specifically, because we're all right in different ways, need to do to be successful exactly. So what you can do is make sure on the back end that you're dedicating time and effort to build that capital. Then as you're doing that, work twice, three times as hard as everyone else to then learn about these other markets, stay very micro-focused, understand that it's going to take time. But because you're working so hard over here in building that capital and making that money, that when it comes down to learning, you're not going to be someone that's going to like make a like in a sense like an emotional or irrational investment decision because it's a make it or break it moment. I feel like unfortunately those that don't or aren't doing so well right now is either because they're financially unstable and it's kind of a make it or break it but you tend to see people that are a little bit more well off having a much more relaxed approach and it's that much more relaxed approach that I think allows people to think a little bit more clearly and at ease Mm -hmm. which then when it comes down to business and investments um, it's just Again, that's that's a huge factor and unfortunately, um, as long as you're aware of that that's something that the people that have less money um, is against them, uh, as long as you're aware of it, then understand that, control that variable, and just make sure whenever it comes down to approaching anything, that you control the variable of like everyone needs a stable income. Once you build that, find a market in which you want to learn about and just don't give up at it. And then eventually, again, once you learn about it, once you create the system that works for you and specifically for you, then you can utilize the capital that you've built for yourself. And again, take advantage of that opportunity.
1: Mm, Absolutely. That was ridiculously valuable, Ricky. And like, if you guys didn't catch that, literally rewind the podcast, like five minutes and listen back to that last bit, because you just gave like a step-by-step blueprint for how our listeners can begin to like go after something they're passionate about and really like start to get themselves ready for when that opportunity does arise. Mm-hmm. So now I wanna talk specifically about invest, or not investing, trading rather, um, and how you first got introduced to the world of stock trading.
0: Yeah, so um, I watched the Fast and Furious movies. I wanted to <laughs> buy a GTR. So okay. I was just like everybody else, I'm sure we've all Googled it, like how to make money online, right? Yeah. Uh, it was something that like everyone at that time when I was growing up, uh, around like uh, 12 to 14, I was, you know, just becoming more aware of. And there's this like article of this kid that by the time he graduated high school, he's made over a million dollars by trading these like penny stocks, just like everybody else. Um, and it's something that I know a lot of people become, um, you know, are just aware of is I tried to approach like the smaller cap stocks because I didn't have as much money saved. So based off, like I was sold on kind of the the high risk high reward. Mm. I didn't do very well. Uh, but again, I was doing well in other areas that I never gave up. I, for those that either say that Amazon FBA you can't make money, or for the stock market you can't make money, uh, or you can't beat the market, or you know when it comes down to crypto, again, I'm a true believer that you can make money in every in every single market. So I just understood that there was some form of like understanding of the market or a different approach that I did not know yet. I just mm. Wanted to make sure that I didn't give up Um, and over time slowly, but surely I just it wasn't like every single day But it was consistently that I never gave up on it. I would always try to uh, learn more read read Forums. I never enrolled in a course or anything like that. I think that's why it took me so long uh, to become a little bit more consistent. But then once I started to break even, I, I, after I lost uh, $3,500, I started paper trading, which is simulation trading, which I would encourage everyone to do. Mm. It's free, doesn't cost you anything. Uh, so you guys can Google it, YouTube it. I actually have the most popular video on YouTube about paper trading, and it provides a platform. It provides mm. everything in which that you, know, you need to get started, and all it does is you trade all the stocks that we do, but it's not real money. So it allows you to practice everything that you learn. So until you prove to yourself that you can consistently grow that account, you have the confidence and experience, then you can make the fluid transition from fake money to real money. Um, and on the back end while you're learning how then guess what you can buy and resell things and make money that way uh, But ultimately that's kind of what I was doing I mean the, the example of buying and reselling things and having a normal job and being a student um, I was doing all while I was still learning how to trade So then again when that opportunity presents itself over the experience the knowledge and the consistent aspect of it um, I then utilized my funds and then now we're kind of here
1: Solid. So real quick on paper trading, one critique that I've heard from a few people on like why they don't support paper trading is that they say that like when you don't have any skin in the game, you're not like emotionally attached to it. So what do you think about that? I knew and that that's the most
0: common um yeah. kind of just like um, just remark about paper trading. And I and I agree. There's there's no um, excuse that I can make for that. It's like, yeah, if it's fake money, you're not gonna treat it as Um, As seriously, but I think it truly comes down to self-discipline and how bad you want it Sure, trade with a thousand dollars, trade with five thousand dollars And if you're someone that learns a little bit better that way, then great I'm not here to tell you what to do Uh, I'm here to offer a series of different options that based off my experience Minimize the monetary risk uh, but if you think trading with $100 or $1,000 because it doesn't mean much to you, um, I would just make sure that as you're first getting started as a beginner, that your approach is as a beginner to learn. You're not here to make money. You're simply here to learn. You're going to make mistakes. But as soon as they have one or two green days, they're just like, oh, man, I have this all figured out. They dump, you know, from the $1,000, now they have $10,000. They make mistakes. They've their account. They discourage themselves. And then they never want to do it again. But why? But it's because they were, you know, they got a taste Of what it can be like and I think um, those that actually do end up doing well is again they're much more relaxed they approach it with with ease and they want to build that experience so they can utilize that experience and actually grow their account so I've had a lot of people that um, you know we run the largest private group and largest like trading group for those who uh, trade the stock market so we get that remark all the time Uh, but it really comes down to discipline you know if you're not going to treat that seriously then just ask yourself like how bad do you want it and if it's not that bad, then yeah, you're right. You probably won't take it as seriously, maybe trading isn't for you. Uh, but maybe the approach of you know trading with a little bit of money to have some skin in the game um, isn't a bad idea, as long as you understand that it's for learning purposes only and not actually making money.
1: Mm, I like that distinction a lot. Like yeah. that for learning purposes only. Definitely. So talk about now, But when you started started to see some consistency in your results with trading, like when did that start happening for you? Yeah,
0: I would say like uh, when I was around eighteen to nineteen, I started. Um, kind of like breaking even making a little bit of money uh, around 20 to 21 that's really um, again it wasn't a main source of income or anything of that sort now the amount of money that i make trading outweighs you know everything that i was making before uh trading in the sense of like my source of income um i would say i mean we have so many different things going on now within tech buds and different yeah. partners and Um, I've now been able to to utilize the capital that I've grown within the past couple of years. Um, And I've gone into like hard money loans, investing in small businesses and stuff like that. So we've been able to do well enough in other areas where again, my approach in the stock market is much more relaxed. I'm trading with a lot more money because I'm, I am i feel like the experience um, and that consistent factor is there. So again, I approach it at ease with very little emotion and that's why I think now I'm able to do what it is I am. But yeah, it started very slow um, and it took years, but uh, we see people within our group like everyone's different so i don't want to even like say that this is going to be a result for someone uh but we have people because the structure of like the course or because they're able to like learn from so many videos on youtube that the, the the time needed right uh to consistently be successful if you're someone that's disciplined structured and learns from your mistakes effectively um i would say a couple months um if you approach it at ease without you know Making these like consistent mistakes. If you're someone that like doesn't learn from your mistakes and you're impulsive uh, and you're not disciplined, uh, then I really don't think you could do well within the market.
1: Mm, that that makes sense. And, yeah. and you touched a little bit on some of the biggest like mistakes beginners make. But like, what are some of the things that you see time and time again with literally the thousands of people that you work with? Um, what are some of the biggest like things that you want to cut off from from beginners? I would
0: say. Um, first of all, they think that they all have figured out when they first get started. So they'll automatically begin to trade with a lot money, a lot more money that will bring emotions into it. Mm -hmm. And then that leads to either bag holding, emotional trading, over trading. Um, and again when you overtrade or you bagfold hold something which means that you hold it more than so it, There's always this like formula So if you're gonna approach this position to especially with day trading um, it offers a 5% return You always want to have a max dollar loss or a max percentage loss So I'm gonna approach it with a 5% potential return because that's the margin of profit that it has to offer with a 5% stop loss, which means that if it falls 5, 1% I'm gonna cut losses so it offers a 5% margin of profit for a 1% loss those odds uh, odds are not bad Um, but when you begin to break your rules and not cut losses and if the day trade doesn't work out according to plan and you begin to overtrade or you don't want to use your day trade because there's only three that you can use within a five-day period if you're under the PDT rule you begin to make all these different mistakes you hold it overnight it ends up opening 10% less than it closed out the previous day and that continues to happen all those emotions like no it's bound to pull back they get into puppet dumps OTC stocks penny stocks and The biggest thing is they don't understand what they're doing, they never, you know, understood why they even got in it uh, it for the first place, they didn't manage their risk, and they're just like in awe of what's going on. So, my biggest thing is, again, like, knowledge and experience is like, what will really guide you in the right direction. And if you don't understand what it is that you're doing, then simply don't do it. Because the only way that you're able to learn from your mistake is if you're aware of what you did wrong. The only way that you can either see a break of pattern or cut losses is because you understand that it's no longer going according to plan. But if you trade based off other people's opinion, if you trade off of these like alerts that everyone tries to sell you on, mm-hmm. um, I'm someone that running, I mean I can literally run the largest like subscription based based off of any youtuber subscription based like alert based system but like I've said I'm never here to tell someone that the stock market is for you I'm never here to tell you where to buy where to sell I don't care if you're a part of my free group if you're part of my uh, paid loan, plan profit group uh, my biggest thing is I'm not here to tell you what to trade because I didn't work for your money if you didn't dedicate the time and the effort to learn how to trade then you shouldn't do it, it's as simple as that. So when it comes down to if anyone wants my two cents on what I think about a stock that they're looking at, they have to share it in, in what we call the ticker call callout format, which means the ticker symbol, where they think the support and resistance is at, uh, their desired entry point, sell point, where they plan on cutting losses, and why they see potential. So I understand that they dedicated time and effort to identify that value and then i can give them my two cents of what i think of their analysis that's all it's just my opinion Mm. but i want to make sure that my opinion is not what outweighs theirs when they don't have one if i'm just like ah i wouldn't do this or yes i would again it's like if you have no opinion you're just going to go in favor of me but if we're someone that both have opinions and i give you my two cents then you can at least understand that but it doesn't mean that you have to you know take it to heart or anything like that you make of what you want with it
1: absolutely so that being said like how do you think about risk in the positions that you take because clearly there's a lot of risk going on in, in the things that you do so yeah what's your philosophy on risk um i
0: uh, philosophy in risk as in as in what like
1: as in like just like, how do you think about the risks that you take when you're trading? Like you said, at this point, you're okay. pretty like laid back and, and not super attached.
0: Yeah, I think it comes with experience. Um, I Again, I'm not here to say that I'm like the absolute best trader, uh, but based off of my track record and you guys can, I do daily recaps, showing my profits, closing my positions every day. I'm one of the only YouTubers, if I'm not mistaken, that trades live. Uh, literally, I share my screen. I trade live with the private group uh, that I have of LPP every single morning and it's, you know, with experience, you you gain confidence. And as time goes on, in these different markets that I invest in, real estate, the cars, the businesses that I invest in, and trading in the stock market, I'm gaining experience, I'm learning from my mistakes, and I'm slowly but surely like refining myself to be a little bit more, kind of just not perfect, but working towards this more like perfect system in my eye. Um, And as time went on again with years of experience in every market that I now invest in I'm slowly beginning to invest with more money because again what I'm focusing on doing this for a long period of time I'm not here to try to get rich over a very, you know uh, short period of time. I'm making sure that I you know progressively grow my trading account that I progressively grow my you know real estate fund account uh when it comes down to the businesses that I invest in that I approach it with ease and I don't try to take advantage of any opportunity that I'm not aware of or invest in any business that I don't understand the risk of it's it's really like you know when when you when I have so many people asking like Ricky you're so consistent why not trade with more money that's when I know I'm doing something right because they all see how consistent I am and if they were me and in, in my position they would automatically trade with more money just because I have more money doesn't mean that I should trade with that because again if I you know I'm trading with a million dollars and I lose one percent you know losing one percent of that can can you know ten thousand dollars like that's a decent you know chunk of change where emotionally I might not be there just yet so as time goes on as I see people like um, just bring up the concern of like Ricky you should trade more um, or trade with more money I'm just like hey like I'm going at my own pace I'm not here to prove myself to anybody I'm here to do what it is that I do on a consistent basis and share my experience there's nothing special about that I think if so many people become so much more focused on themselves and less about what other people are doing or trading or investing in Um, It's great to learn from other people's and other people's mistake but don't ever let anybody tell you what you should do Um, and the only way that I think that you can do well and understand what it is that you do um, is that if you have in the smallest form an understanding of the opportunity that you're about to take advantage of.
1: Absolutely. So do you have any tips for younger listeners who who want to, like distance their emotions from their trading? Like do you have any strategies that they could use to like start putting that divide in there? Because I know that's a big issue for a lot of people who are just starting off. Yeah,
0: well, I think I think emotions when it comes down to trading uh, comes with the monetary aspect. So I think uh, ultimately, you should not be trading with anything that you're not, and this is a very common phrase, that you're not comfortable losing completely, Uh, but that's very overset. So what I would do is I really would encourage everyone to paper trade. Mm -hmm. Try to understand and dedicate time to understand the different indicators, the different patterns, and and how that works. After you kind of have a better understanding of that, I would then move on to like, okay, maybe trading with... $10 $10 or $100 with like a uh, free trading platform that doesn't charge you commission. There's like Webull or Robinhood. Hood mm-hmm. uh, Whatever your approach is just to again see and test the waters with real money and see because again Some people might react very well with their emotions and like oh, I don't care about this money So I'm only going to focus on you know the pattern the value only take advantage of opportunities that the risk is worth it But others are gonna be like oh no, I have $10. Holy crap It's not going according to plan. Uh, I have to cut losses here or no I'm gonna bag hold and you'll be able to see like wow Taking a step back, and if that was someone else, what would you have told them? Hmm. You bag held, you know, you cut losses too quick, you became too emotional, or wow, no, you actually did a really good job sticking to your plan. So I would almost approach the market, and when it comes down to like, you know, trying to manage that emotional aspect after you, you know, practice, and either if it's paper trading or with a very small um, account, if it were to be, if it was someone else and you were to see exactly what you did, what tips or areas of improvement would you encourage them to do? Because at that time, uh, when it comes down to like taking advantage of that opportunity, you should already uh, already have a general understanding of what it is that you're doing. And if you don't, then I get, it goes back to Dedicating more time to, to learn about the stock market and 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 what different factors you know drive the price up and down. Yeah, I like
1: that a lot. And like taking that separate vantage point of, of like not being in your own head, but like taking a step back and be like, okay, like what would I have done? Yeah, or like what would I advise this person to do? I think that's really really huge. Um, so Ricky, one other thing that I want to touch on before we wrap up the interview is, um, your, your role on social media, because you said that you started putting out videos really just cause it was what you were passionate about, yeah. stuff that you wish you would have learned. So what do you think has been like the differentiator that's made you so successful in growing like the largest Facebook group on um, one of the largest YouTube channels for people in the training space? Um, again, it, it goes back, I think to like
0: my foundation. And this is something that I believe in, um, that, that will help out a lot of people. Um, I was someone that was instilled with, um, I think, a really good work ethic because mm-hmm. of like my dad and what he uh, tried to instill in me. And um, I was someone that was very consistent and, and uh, very self-driven. And all just with those, again, I think it's the very simple things in life that can get you very far. And it's actually an Instagram post that I did like a, a couple of days ago. I think it might have been yesterday. And it's like small progress every day can lead to big results. And if there's nothing ever big. I mean, there's always like sometimes I do get lucky, like, you know, and I might get shouted out. Um, on certain pages and stuff like that, but you can never really control that. And of course, when that opportunity presents itself, go for it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna hope for that, right? So what am I gonna do? Posting videos every single day, providing value for those that follow me um, and making videos that I wish would have been you know um, present or available uh, when I first got started so it wasn't anything special but I made sure that I posted not once but twice every single day um, I wanted to be anytime that you know anybody starts anything about TD Ameritrade Robinhood, or the stock market that I would be you know the face of something within the first page and how do I do that I just dedicate my time and my effort to that And I have an amazing team that was able to like, you know, uphold and carry a series of responsibilities that allowed me to focus more on, you know, what I did well, which was like, you know, either making videos and trading and then being able to mix the two. I just, yeah, nothing special. I just made (laughs) sure that I continuously uploaded videos on YouTube and provided value for those that saw value in me. And that's all consistent factor. I was self-driven, you know, and yeah, I can't. I can't say like there's not. There's absolutely nothing special about me. It's just being self-driven, consistent, and that discipline factor. It's it's like asking what can lead for someone to do well. I am not sure, and I don't quote me necessarily on this, but I'd say like uh, more than 50% of people within America are in debt. And how do you become in debt? You spend more than what you make. Are you really telling me that like if I just do what it is that I'm told, then I don't not not don't get a credit card, but it's like don't spend more money than you make with that simple idea, right? With that simple idea, you're already better off than 50% of the people within this country. And it's, I, again, the very simple, like what did they all do wrong? It's not that, again, there's always different situations <clears throat> and circumstances like with like health, and again, yeah. that's that's just different that's very unfortunate, but when it comes down to the general public and, and general uh, kind of like scenarios, all you have to do is the very simple things in life to, on a consistent, like manner to I think slowly but surely get you kind of like ahead of the curve or whatever it is that you want to call it but um, I would say that there's nothing special that I've done I've just been very consistent in any area that I've ever wanted to pursue and I'm not the best but um, I'm just usually just a little bit better
1: and uh, <laughs> that's helped out. Absolutely, and just like finding that core thing, like for you it was making YouTube videos, like you recognize like this is the core thing that I'm doing that's providing value to people, and you just double down on that. And a lot of people are just bouncing around between like eight different things, they've got like three Shopify stores, like two Amazon FBA products, and like, they're doing all these different things when, when you really just got to focus in on like one thing and that's when you can really start to see some results.
0: B- building that big piece of pie, right? To build that foundation in which then you can later diversify. So again, I don't like to limit people just because I decided to focus on one niche, mm-hmm. then so be it. But I do also believe in that where I have people message me that, hey, I'm learning how to you know trade Forex. I've invested in crypto. I have a couple of Shopify stores. I'm trying to think about investing in the stock market. I'm like, dude, you're all over the place. You're giving me anxiety just telling me that. <laughs> um, so it's kind of just like, again, I'm not here to tell anybody that you should just focus on one niche. But one thing that has helped me out is, you know, I can juggle a different, a couple things. Clearly, yeah. But it's, I first gain experience and knowledge of that, and then once I build this kind of structure and system within that, then I can move on to the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one. But um, you have to have that big piece of pie.
1: Absolutely. So, Ricky, I have some questions that I'd like to ask all of my guests before we do wrap up the show. Are you feeling ready for those? Let's do it. Let's do it. The first of which is um, what is something that genuinely has you excited right now? This could be in your business in the world of trading, but like what's something that genuinely has you fired up? So I'd say three things. Um, The software
0: that we're developing, I'm really excited for that. So we have an application uh, and software company that we're working on. So we just got approved on the app store. We're working on this application that we're um, getting ready to launch. We're just waiting for our developer to finalize everything. So that's going to be, I think, a very big, um just like uh, value and resource that we're going to be able to provide not just for our fallen, but i think for anybody that wants to get started that wants more structure with their trading uh the in-person location so the tech puts hq um i think that's going to be big for us it's going to give a fun and safe environment for people within the area to either be able to fly in or also just the people within the area uh to visit and either meet me and the team we all plan on being there and I want to make it accessible to everyone so it's most likely going to be free. Um, and then actually, and we're also opening a dealership just because we have so many cars that we spend <laughs> so much money, money in dealer fees that... I'm just gonna buy a facility um, or a warehouse and just establish a dealership. Which you know the the partners that we have for flipping wheels like Caleb and Weston are super excited about that. They're huge car guys and super passionate about what it is that they do. And we're really excited to do on consignment sales for those within the area. And I really do think that because of our uh, following and because of like the business structure that we have um, set up, uh, that we're going to be able to reach a very large audience. Due to again, we're not anything special, but we have everything structured, I think it will allow us to effectively uh, be able to provide value not only for our customers, but also people that want to work with us to be able to effectively and efficiently uh, sell cars. And then uh, one of the last things would be, um, oh, was that it? (laughs) <laughs> I guess I don't have a lot to look forward to. Uh, oh, no. One of the last things uh, would be um, my team. I'm, I'm really seeing a lot of the people within our you know um, TechBuds team, uh, as in the people that I have either living in this house or my other house, uh, really beginning to do very well and also find different areas where they see, and, and see value in. Um, and I'm just really excited to be able to work with them a little bit closer to Either fund those ideas or connect them with people that can help them build that business. So just because like they work for me it doesn't mean that I just want them to always work for me. Is I want to be you know a catalyst to help them in any way possible. Uh, so to be able to see either like my cousin Ishmael who's like uh, one of the youngest ones out of all of us like create drop shipping stores and seeing people that he's watched online because I'm friend with all of them uh, get so excited. So next week we're going to meet up with uh, one of my buddy Odi's to learn a little bit more about affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to leave that for our team. Um, and again, a huge area where we're excited about. Uh, Michael's been re- getting um, you know a lot of attention because of the videos that he's been creating for like the content and the editing, um, and you know working on potentially opening up uh, media companies so that he can do um, or be an independent contractor for other either YouTubers and provide like you know and have his own little stream of income there so i think the beautiful thing about the team that we've been able to build it's like it's not just like oh i want to do well and that's it it's you know we want to empower everyone to uh, not feel like restricted and um, assist them in any way that we can so they can flourish in you know media or affiliate marketing or Amazon or Shopify and stuff like that. So seeing everyone do well it's just really exciting, just like the people that um, you know we have within tech buttons at profit. That's super cool. When yeah. did you
1: decide to bring your team into like one physical location? Um,
0: dude, it just randomly happened. Like, it just like, I, I bought this house cause it was a little bit bigger. So we have eight rooms total in this house, okay. but only me and three other guys live here. Um, uh, Harley's our real estate guy. So he helps me with all the, you know, real estate stuff on that. Um, Justin's the guy that helps me with floor plan, profit and tech butts. Um, and then Weston is one of my partners for flipping wheels. And then at my other house, I have Ismael who helps me, uh, with more of the backend management. And then we have, uh michael who helps us with like the content creation and all the media and stuff like that and works a little bit closer like uh with our marketing group and stuff like that so um it just you know we all get along so well and it's just a fun environment we're always just joking around obviously we butt heads from time to time sure but there's no one else that i hang out with. there's no one else that i want to hang out with it's just always a fun time uh with these guys and um, we're so blessed to be able to do well and enjoy what it is that we do every single day
1: that's super cool man yeah. I'm, I'm inspired by like <laughs> seeing all y'all downstairs like just like grinding it out it's, it's, it's such a cool environment yeah.
0: man. I appreciate that thank you yeah
1: so do you have any habits that have served you particularly well either in your business or lifestyle or just things you do on a regular basis um Something that I've been
0: um, trying to get a little bit more into is, like, the gym. And I feel like if I knock out the gym in the very beginning of the day, I Mm. feel a lot more productive. Yeah. Um, I can't speak based off of, like, experience that that's always going to happen because I barely (laughs) started to do that. Um, But ultimately, like, no, again, and again, I know I sound super repetitive, but I would just say, like, again, structure, discipline, and the consistent factor, like, I feel like people just overcomplicate it with, like, Oh yeah. you know... I just yeah I guess it's easier for me because like I found my let's say so called calling at a very young age Yeah. Um, but I just understand what I need to do hmm. and it's not even an option like I don't like oh my god I don't want to trade live with the learn plan profit group in the morning like I don't care about what I want hmm. I understand what I have to do I understand that I have to upload a video on YouTube I understand that and and, I, and for me it's like it's not even about like, like what other people are going to think of me or anything like that it's I will not feel productive throughout the entire day if I don't get that done. Mm-hmm. So there's you know a task list that I built for myself over time and I slowly just began to add a little bit more to that list and over time it just became in a sense a habit. So I would say don't overcomplicate it. If you have something that you do in the very morning right now and you would like to slowly begin to add more things is add them at your end pace. You're not here to prove yourself to anybody. You're not here to like be anybody else. Again, small consistent progress every single day can truly lead to big results but you have to start putting in the work now to then later see the results.
1: For sure. So are most of your days pretty pretty similar in terms of structure? Heck yeah, yeah. I would say <laughs>
0: people think that like, I mean, I definitely like with like my cars and we'll check them out um, uh, after we're done with sure. this, but like I'm a huge car guy, Um. I get, I mean, I enjoy driving them either to the gym or to Chipotle or to Branson Cans. Branson Cane's, uh, I, yeah. yes, dude. Um, I don't do anything like I work from home. I'm here, you know. I, I today I woke up at four in the morning and I began trading. Um, I trade live with the LPP Group. I'm filming all day for like now. What we do like our little like vlog slash trading recaps mm-hmm. and taking calls, uh, jumping on meetings, responding to messages, engaging with our Learn Plan Profit and Tech group. And that's it after that, you know, we will brainstorm a couple ideas of different either roles or responsibilities that we have uh, with our team And then we kind of just hang out. We always have our laptops or our phones out and um, it's just Yeah, it's literally like the same thing every day Luckily, I and this is this is one piece of advice that I would like how you would know that you found your calling Find either a job because I'm a true believer that if you find a job that you're extremely passionate for 100% I, I love that straight up find a job or a hobby in which you don't need a vacation from. Because mm-hmm. even if I do choose to take a vacation, when I come back, I'm so pumped <laughs> to get back to my routine. When it comes down to like the weekend's over and it's Monday, I'm so excited to again, because I find trading to be like a challenge or like um it's like problem solving for me. Like I have to find these little like golden nuggets or these like margin to profits, and I get so empowered to like I have this like little strategy mm-hmm. that I built for myself that like it works well for me. And, and even when I fail, I'm just like, dang, I could do this better. All right, let's give it a shot tomorrow. And it's just something that's like nonstop. And again, it comes down to the idea that I'm, very self-driven and just very motivated to always to continue to get better. So find a job or a hobby in which you don't need a vacation from and regardless of the monetary aspect, you'll truly enjoy life. I know people that hate what it is that they do and let's say they either make relatively about the same money as me or even more money, but they're not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I think that's much worse than if you're someone that does well for yourself, if it's either under six figures or a little bit over six figures, I would much rather have that fulfillment and that stability where you're doing well for yourself, you're providing for your family and you enjoy what you do, it's like what a beautiful life. When I see people that, you know, um well, my ex girlfriend let me use her as an example. Um, <laughs> she I thought she's an amazing person. And she had such a huge passion for working with kids with special needs. Huh. I think that's beautiful. And yeah. it does not pay well. No. And anyway but she did not care. She would live in an apartment if she had to. Um, and she was someone that was raised well. Live in an apartment you know, for the rest of her life. Re- regardless of what it is. Obviously, no. But uh, um, you know, regardless of the monetary aspect, she just got so much fulfillment doing her job. And I think that based off of like what I've seen and what I've been able to experience and firsthand me doing well, there are some points where you do get lonely. You feel like you're being used or you're like, is this even worth it? But ultimately, then you go back to the kind of like your foundations and you're just like, I'm so blessed to be in this position. I'm just going to go back to what it is that I enjoy and love. And for me, it's trading for you. It could be, you know, whatever it is that you make it to be. Just make sure that think about it that way, uh, that you always are so excited to come back to do what it is that, you know, you love so.
1: Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're putting out a ridiculous amount of content right now, like you mentioned earlier, like the video every single day, doing yeah. the live streams. Um, is there any content that you're consuming right now, whether it be like books, audiobooks, podcasts, YouTube channels? Or Dude, channels. That, that's a
0: huge area of opportunity for me. Um, I never read a book about trading, not one. Wow. I don't read a lot of books. I wish that was something that I would um, improve on myself as time goes on. Um, but no, if I watch anything as of right now, there's, there's videos that I'll watch to keep up to date with news just because, oh, I invest in the stock market. Um, but other than that, we'll watch like for entertainment purposes, like me and the guys will watch something that we can just watch on the back end while we're working, Mm. but nothing that I'm just like, oh, I mean, I, I feel like the cliche kind of like, uh, Gary Vee and Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins, they're great motivational like speakers, but if you also get so obsessed about just like listening and listening and listening and never doing, uh, then you get caught up in the like preparation of like, okay, well, I'm just waiting for this to like align and then I'll take action. It's like, I'm so I'm a true believer that you need to be hands-on and it's great to learn first and I'm empowered in it. and I would love to empower everyone to learn first. Yeah. Uh, but don't also be afraid to, you know get some skin in the game. And the only way that you're really going to learn is if you learn from your mistakes. And as long as you manage your risk, and again with like, let's say trading, paper trading, um, there's a lot of controlled variables with that, that
1: um, it's just go do it. Straight up, straight up. So last thing I wanna ask you, um, actually there's two more things, but one thing I wanna ask you is, um. Is there anything in your business that you do that you don't choose to scale? So, a quick example of what I'm talking about here. Every single day, I'll go on my list of new Instagram followers for the last 24 hours and pick like five people randomly to just shoot a quick video message to being like, hey, what's up? My name's Apple. Thank you for the follow. Um, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Have a wonderful day. Something yeah. super simple like that. Um, it's not something that I bring on my VAs to so just like send out to everyone, yeah. um, but I wanted to start like a one-on-one conversation. So is there anything for you that has that personal like Ricky Gutierrez touch to it, things that you don't choose to scale um, or that you, that you keep pretty personal? Things um I feel like I would not um uh, I have a large
0: following on YouTube but I would not and like instagram's like decent I have like 106 sure. 108k now um I respond to video messages all the time um or like I'll respond over video just cuz it's easier for me Exactly but is there anything that like I would not want to scale I mean I keep my private investments or private like if I'm investing into a business that isn't for social media or anything like that. I will not talk about it, hmm. uh, nor do I care anybody to know about how much I make off of that. And that's really uh, where in the past like six months I've been able to make a decent amount of money. Uh, but it's not something that I care to share because I don't want other people to know the businesses that I'm investing in. Sure. And those private businesses also don't care to have that spotlight. Um, I think that you know when it comes down to sharing certain things online, um, you know it's either for your own like entertainment that you want to share it or for there to be a purpose Hmm. um i think you know every step can be and should be calculated um and once you do begin to grow a following you don't want to exhaust them so sharing too much or sharing irrelevant information can also you know damage what it is that you're doing so um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i have i have too much in in that aspect it's just like um (laughs)
1: straight up straight up all right ricky well where can our listeners go if they've been enjoying the massive amounts of value you've been dropping where can they follow up with you learn more about tech buds learn more about investing trading in the stock market all that good stuff yeah so i'd say the first resource
0: would be youtube um i have over 1300 free videos on youtube which that you know they can learn from for free if they see value in my trading style with mainly investing in the stock market some realistic stuff and some investing in cars um, once and if they see value in that, they can join our free Facebook group of TechBook Solutions We have over 206,000 members all across the world making us the largest Facebook group So we can stay connected with that, you can shoot me a direct message telling me, hey, what's up, your name uh, We have a free Discord chat that once you get accepted to our free Facebook group That's where, everyone, where all the action really happens So you can DM me there, um, ask me any trading-related questions and then if and only if you see value in the way that I express and break things down on YouTube and you've talked to me a little bit and you see value in the way that you know we work together, uh, then maybe the Learn, Plan, Profit group is the group that I only work with on a closer basis. So being able to watch me trade live if you're a complete beginner and want to learn how to trade in a structured way and then having access to the private group chat with thousands of other members that have gone through the course so the overall quality of information is that much greater, then that would be the option. So I would say those three options, um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm great But that's more for like Highlights of my life And I always make that Super clear that If I post pictures About my cars If I post pictures Of me traveling That's not me every day I'm here in my Adidas sweatpants uh, (laughs) With like You know A tech butt shirt on and that's really what I'm doing on the day today. And for those that know me, know that. Uh, so if you want to be inspired and solely take it as that, as my highlight, then sure, follow me on Instagram. Say what's up. Ask me non-trading-related questions <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, don't ask for money. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, we can we can have fun and, and you know, just, just
1: kind of hang out. Straight up. All right, Ricky, uh, you've been dropping so much value, man. I'm super appreciative of of your time and and hopping on the show. Do you have any last um, closing thoughts, words of wisdom, or anything you want to close out the show with here today? I think the biggest thing, um, and again, I talked about it with the consistency
0: aspect, right? Consistency and discipline um, is moving forward, like even after listening to me, regardless about the stock market or not, is if there's anything that you can do today, even in the smallest form, that will move you one step forward from where you were yesterday, then do it. And with that slow like domino effect as time goes on, that one action that you made today of you know watching that one YouTube video about investing in the stock market or joining that free Facebook group can be one of the sole best decisions that you can make in your life that can one day maybe then pivot you to investing in crypto again i'm not saying that again stock market yeah. is for you but because of that one action it can then eventually due to the domino effect and how you know you begin to pivot of not giving up on consistent aspect with structure and discipline and consistency mm-hmm. that can eventually lead you to your calling but again it requires action and why not take it now yeah. there we go guys straight up massive action that's what it takes ricky
1: thank you again so much for your time appreciate choosing to spend here on young smart money thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of Young, Smart Money. If you want to support the show, you can do so in three different ways. You can subscribe, you can leave me five, and you can share this episode with a friend. To subscribe, all you got to do is click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts to leave me five. All you got to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the podcast page for Young Smart Money and click on the write a review button. And to share with a friend, all you got to do is screenshot yourself listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, tag me, and I'll be sure to repost it in my Instagram story as well. I love giving you guys some attention who are listening to the show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.